You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Man, they, I, 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 keep, I keep walking away and they keep pulling me back in, you know? A third trope. <laughs> there's, there's nothing better than a movie where the main character seems like he doesn't want to be in the movie. Uh, let me go ahead and let's just make this the shortest episode ever. Hi, I'm Ben. This is Pogues. We watched the 2019 Hellboy, and in it, Hellboy at one point says, "Oof, I'm gonna feel that in the morning." So I just want, just want everyone to know that that's the depth of script we were working with. Uh, all right, that's it. I have to go now. Yeah, this was this was a rough watch. Um, like really, really a rough watch. I mean, is it is it really okay for like to just do a Chris Farley line? Just drop that in there. Is that really anything? Uh, it's. <laughs> Can you tell I'm frustrated? I'm not usually the frustrated guy, folks. Well, this, if you just this just popped up if... in a couple episodes, but not often. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to, if you ever want to see the time Ben went full pokes and was just really mad about a movie <laughs> listen to our original suicide squad episode he is as mad at me and one point during the podcast i remember thinking this is gonna be our worst episode because we're both <laughs> so mad nobody is being nice it's just too very and i think i eventually tried to say something like reassuring and i, got, I was like oh, i don't know what I, to I, do here. i won't take a, a second of it <laughs> yeah so we so who knows i, I mean if, if ben didn't like it you guys don't know Hellboy well, is like my favorite comic book character so this was this was doubly bad for me it's not been a good uh cinema experience for a hellboy fan nothing i'm not a big fan of the ron perlman movies but after seeing this you know i mean those are fucking we kiss we we definitely found things to complain about in the other hellboy movies and both our episodes were not particularly glowing although we do have lots of um uh, a mixture of compliments and, and criticism but yeah, I mean, all of that pales in comparison uh, <laughs> to, to my thoughts on this one. And it's 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 frustrating because, A, it, it seems like an unnecessary thing. I mean, did we really need this many Hellboy movies? No offense to fans of Hellboy. I don't know. Probably not. Um, does it need a reboot? Not really. It's It, it was in a form that people liked it in. It, it, yeah. It, it could probably have continued. I know that there was an attempt, I think, at some point for a, a third uh, a Guillermo movie and it just for some reason in the background wasn't able to to come to fruition but um then you combine that <laughs> with just a script that was um I don't know written by an AI that had a critical failure at some point during it and then a drug well, editor is... just stitched it together like so, I don't understand what this was originally so this was the thing that really got me um I uh so I started watching it, and I had a rough idea of the plot of the movie because I had seen the trailers. But I thought, they're obviously going to do something different. And they start off with this weird flashback, which really doesn't make any sense. But they then introduce Nimue, who is like the character from Arthurian legend, who appears in Hellboy. And she appears in um, the very last Hellboy story. Like, the end of Hellboy. The story arc with her is how Hellboy the comic ended. So it's like, imagine you were like, let's make a Batman movie. And let's just start with The Dark Knight Returns. There's so much shit before it, which you really need to know to make the last story arc make sense. And have like all this like pathos and all like, because I mean like a huge part of the end of Hellboy is his battle with the Baba Yaga, who he has blinded one eye at one point earlier in the series. And she has like throughout the series been sort of a nemesis of hellboy she's very angry at him and she's always trying to get back at him they throw it in with no context and we'll, we'll talk about that later they throw in nimway without the proper context which is she's supposed to be uh, a witch who was the most powerful witch and was killed by all the other witches because she went insane because she could hear the uh i don't know how you actually say it arog jahoon the dragons that are stuck in space in Hellboy, which are like what Hellboy's hand's supposed to unlock, is the cage they're in. That's all of that is removed from the movie. His hand means nothing. They don't ever explain what it is, why he just has a not that big of a stone hand, which was another problem I had. I was not a big fan of their Hellboy design. 
Uh, but they introduced that character, and then they introduced the pig character, which has, like, a huge amount of backstory in the comics. They just don't really explain. <laughs> so it was really bizarre, because, like, I, my first note is, why would you pick the end of a series to be the movie you not to I mean? mention so bizarre that this movie is representing i think a younger hellboy than the kind that we saw in the other film i think in terms I, of like I, i'm not experience because really sure. he did it, it's it pretty does confusing. Say world war ii so that is true uh at the timeline it's very confusing because i thought this at, at some point I, I, I had the vibe that this was taking place in like around world war ii and then at some point i saw like you know <laughs> m16s popping up i was like oh no was i wrong <laughs> i think i got this yeah. confused that was another thing is it was somewhat confusing during the movie where i was like what year is this supposed to be taking is it supposed it, to be yeah. taking place now because it doesn't seem like it it didn't seem like now and then we saw a flashback that included a character with like m16s in the jungle and i was like oh so oh yeah wait. and then there's there's also the weird thing there's a couple of things that they just straight up took from the hellboy movies the ron perlman movies and just use them which was really weird like him filing his horns down that's not from the comics that's just from the ron perlman movies in hellboy he just breaks them off and they never grow they don't grow back the only time they grow back is when he like takes on the uh like the essence of what he is is like the the bringer of the apocalypse and they grow really quick and all the way and then he breaks them off he does it like three times in the series but they, he doesn't file them down; they're just gone. <laughs> so that's yeah. really weird. They that's also strange. included there was something I, I didn't else even think that, about that. <laughs> they also bring up the fact that like nobody knows that Hellboy is around, which is not a thing in the comics. Hellboy has been granted human status by the UN; he's considered an honorary human, and people everywhere know that Hellboy is just a thing, and that the BPRD is a thing. It's not like a clandestine organization; they're just a group of people who travel around. But for some reason, they kept that from the Ron Perlman movies. That like seems to be that nobody knows who Hellboy is. Kind and of. Hellboy's really mad about it. But then reason. also, he's frequently like talked about and seen walking around without even an attempt to cover him up. It's very that, confusing. That was what was weird. Was so it was like weird. He several times in the movie tries to disguise himself. So you think, oh, he's trying to, so people don't know who he is. But then it also seems that like half of everybody he meets knows who he is so it's a very weird toss-up to be like wait does do everybody does everybody know who he is or does nobody know who he is you got to pick one or the other and then they also added the thing which is hellboy is just mad about being hellboy which is also not from the comics he's mad about the end of the world thing that people keep trying to tell him he's gonna kill all life on the planet he's mad about that but he's never like upset about like being i mean he gets you know he has some trouble when one of the agents dies there's a whole arc but most of the time he's not like so whiny because that was like my one takeaway from this is so is really whiny really movie. whiny and very very stupid very stupid whiny and just like really annoying and for some reason i don't i don't get this either they made the movie r-rated i, I think because they say the f-word a couple of times and and it, was pre- it was pretty gory unnecessarily too yeah and it really served zero purpose like there, yeah. at no point was i like oh it made sense that this was r-rated like none of the stuff that i would have thought if you said oh it's an r-rated hellboy movie and you said oh they're doing the nimway thing because in the comics for a while she's just naked but she's completely covered in blood <laughs> so i was like oh that's probably why it's r-rated no she's just no. wearing an elegant evening gown for most of it yeah that's not it either i mean this is interesting too because uh, 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 my perspective is is a is somewhat of a reasonable but passing awareness of Hellboy, so I understand. Uh, I've read some, at least a couple of them, but I don't know like the deep canon. There's a number of characters. Uh, some of them that you were talking about, like Nimue, um, I, I Ben Ben uh, uh, Dem- Demio. I think it's yeah, Daimio. Daimio. I think it's Daimio. Ben Daimio. It's one of those is... things where you I've never actually and I couldn't understand when they said it in the movie. They said it so quick. I, I was like, oh, well, I'll never. Know He's a character. Famous. There's a couple of people. There's a lot of characters that like you're mentioning that are definitely characters in the comics, but I didn't have any awareness of them. Uh, I don't now want to seek out any more information on them because the 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 perspective I've got was so one dimensional. Look, I again, I'm the positive guy on this podcast but i have never experienced so profoundly what someone meant when they said a movie was confused about its own tone 
this is that movie by far that starts off with that like great like, like the very opening sequence is that super black and white with just some of the red tones gothic like dark retelling of nimue the blood priestess you know being uh finally confronted by by uh king arthur and it seems really intense except and it's ian mcshane who's an intense voice narrating it except he's doing like gag lines in it well he also for some reason in the voiceover sounded like something was wrong with him at one point i was like i thought i was watching it on a shitty dvd i bought used somewhere for like two bucks but at one point i was like oh something's wrong with this dvd because ian machine ian machine sounds like he has had like a stroke or something like he sounded like he was like talking with the lisp and i think it was just a really poorly recorded voiceover it which seems seemed like a sort of because i love ian machine's yeah. voice yeah and it's fantastic an actor, and, and it's... he's completely wasted it's yeah and it seemed in this intro like a really weird uh, take of his and also he kept being like goofy where he was like yeah the priestess and uh, nimue the priestess uh, the blood priestess was immortal and pretty fucking scary like that's the kind of shit he's saying and i'm like what is, what is this and then from like scene to scene we would have like a scene of like some like baba yaga like like in her you know her like weird sweaty chicken house <laughs> chicken house but in like her weird sweaty like makeup uh, and costume yeah. being like being like i shall eat all the children and, and hellboy will feast upon my you know reckoning and then it would like cut to like bam bam chicken choo choo like some like modern yeah. rock song as we swung into like stuck home and i'm like what are we the, doing <laughs> the amount of Oh I, I think this may be I can't remember what the other movie we watched recently that so had really bad, bad music cues but this I think is the oh, worst set of music cues it is... they they sometimes play so loud that the movie no longer has sound effects the movie is silent because there's, they're playing a song so loud you can't hear the movie uh, the music occasionally stops as things in the scene happen like one time Hellboy hits the ground and the music stops until he stands back up and then it starts playing and all of the songs are unrecognizable shitty rock music. Like I've never yeah. not it's one like, song was I like, oh I, I know what song that is. It's like it's like elevator rock. Like it's it's just this like sanitized rock that they play like at conventions for, for software. Or who knows? <laughs> it could have been like some heavy metal band, but they they whoever they were, they I mean it was terrible. They were just shitty songs. They I, I don't know, I there had to be twelve like music cues in which like think about when you watch a movie how often does a movie actually play a song like a, a song that has right. lyrics it's usually in non-action films and if it is it's usually like once maybe twice in a movie i would say there's 12 at least 12 times they play music and it's like deafening it's, it's so in much your louder face. than the rest of the movie it's that scene uh it's that hallelujah song from Watchmen, but like every third every third scene like is and is, instead is, of being is, like a good song that you've heard <laughs> it's like a song that you assume is sung by a band that is like creed adjacent to be clear who for those who don't believe me the finale of this movie has a, a, a an absolutely duct taped on scene that's not post credits it's just like it's just just taped on to the end of this movie in which god in which hellboy uh 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 his the girl uh oh crap um alice alice, alice and uh and mr mr leopard man himself like have a bad cgi fight stage fight through a boiler room while kickstart my heart by motley crew plays and i just and, and the whole time <sighs> hellboy is just shooting people which is just such like you know i mean it's so bizarre I'd be like making a superman movie and at the end superman's just shooting people yeah it's like hellboy's thing is he has a gigantic hand that's made of stone like in the comics he's a whore he's known for being like one of the worst shots it's like a running joke in the comics and like the early parts of the series is he's really bad at shooting and so it's bizarre and like almost every time he tries to use his gun it fails it never works out for him and he's constantly losing it so to well, have it be at, like at, such at least, an integral part of this film was really weird. At least they got that part right because I had like a running tally of a number of times he like a, a fight started and he went gun ah and like he was knocked to the ground. That happens like constantly. So at least that part was a little bit right because it was so annoying to watch. Yeah, and I mean the other thing you kind of brought it up, but one of my big problems with the movie from like 
a Hellboy comic standpoint, it's like Hellboy has some of the most iconic art in comics. Like mm-hmm. you can, Mignola's art is so iconic. You, you can, can pick can it see out it, anywhere. Yeah, you can see it a mile away for sure. You can see stuff he's drawn that's not Hellboy and know it's him because it, it just has like that style. It's so good. Hellboy looks like the devil from the end of the Tenacious D movie. Yes, he does. Um, it's the bad. Baba Yaga looks like probably one of the worst, I assume, prosthetic masks I've ever seen in my life. This and is looks the... nothing like the comic. I think this is all. precisely the biggest the biggest crime of this film is because we're coming from a Guillermo del Toro movie, and again yes. we we had our own criticisms of like perhaps the Hellboy being too like bright red or whatever it may be. Well, yeah, I mean the problem with. Guillermo del Toro's movie is it's not especially the second one it's not a Hellboy movie it's just right. a movie in which Hellboy is a character but the practical effects in, in Guillermo's films of course are top notch it's what he's known for uh, and 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 there there can be decent CGI uh, I typically don't like it but typically there is this movie has undoubtedly worst worse effects than the other del Toro movies which I yeah, always say worse would... in, in the respect that they're older is what I mean to say. Yeah, I, I'm saying, like, the problem with this is, one, Del Toro is known for uh, practical effects and good practical effects. Like, in the second movie, they meet that weird creature that has the eyes on its hands. Yes. And it's like, that's really weird. And it has nothing to do with Hellboy, but it is a really cool-looking design. And it's a practical effect. That's a suit they made. And it's really interesting. This movie, all of the special effects look like shit. And I would say I have never seen worse fights in a movie, especially because half of them are CGI. They're just so boring. A lot of them are him just jumping and rolling and then being knocked slightly out of frame and then running back into it. The fight he has against the Giants, it looked like it, it was done in the two, in 2000. It, they look so absolutely. Fake. It looks he constantly so goes from bad. looking like a guy on a, on a like a green screen stage to a very poorly rigged cgi version of that person and the, the cuts are not seamless it's like when you watch the original spider-man and you can see where like he's yeah. clearly cgi and then he turns to a real person and it's very noticeable because like his cgi version is like really muted in color it, the, the worst review i could give of the cgi in this film is that repeatedly many of the monsters like the beasts that climb up to greet nimway when she's finally being revived um who are some real some real wusses, by the way. They just take yeah. off in a second. Um, but but uh, 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 when they when they appear, or even some of the other monsters appear, they look like they all look like Dobby from the second Harry Potter film. Um, they all look like Dobby, and that's two thousand two. We're talking right here. Just that like that weird like sh- like 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 kind of like like. Like 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 someone just a Gaussian blurred something at the last second before putting it out, and it's got one texture pattern across it. It looks so bad and out of place. And then you combine that with um, what is his name? The the giant uh, pig thing. I, I don't think it, 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 if I ever caught the I, name. I, I think his name's Grom. Grom. Grammar. I, I forget his Grom. Name. Every time he's on stage on screen, looks precisely like uh, one of the uh, costumes in the old te- like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies yeah he he does look a lot like one of the the teenage mutant ninja turtles villains i mean distinctively looks like that so to combine that bad practical work of practical work and that bad of cgi work look like the two bad examples i just gave you in this 2019 film is it's unforgivable (laughs) i mean it's insane when it's also insane because like if you're gonna tell a story like this and this is how you're gonna do it like i don't know it it just seemed very weird to me the weird stuff they changed and it was like really small stuff but it had like weird effects so that was really bad uh like the pig guy looks like a really weird practical effect the baba yaga is a mix of a practical effect and like a a clearly like a circus Olay person they got to play the body yeah None of that is from the comics, and none of that is from Russian folklore. She doesn't walk upside down like a spider person. I don't get she it. She doesn't have a distorted face like that. And in the comics, she's depicted as being like a really heavy set, not really, but like sort of a heavy set. Uh, she sort of looks like a Russian peasant. And she has wooden legs, because that's one of the myths of the Baba Yaga. And uh, 
she just looks kind of normal and she's missing an eye because Hellboy shot it out. In this, she looks like somebody melted a Joker mask and then stretched it over a person's face. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to get this into words because the costuming just looks like yeah, just kind of like like goopy FX makeup. Like it just always looks kind of like greasy and not real and not scary. And like you said, it just it just seemed like they they, they said to themselves, "Hey, you know what's kind of scary? I saw a movie where like a Japanese monster, ghost monster child like walked on its hind like its legs yes. upside down like a spider. Wouldn't that be fun?" Not that it fits here or should be done but just i thought of it this morning on the way to work and i think we'll just go ahead and do that and it also sort of just like cheapened the baba yaga because like i i think of all the characters who probably appear in hellboy she's probably one of the most like people know who she is because i mean she's like a famous figure in russian folklore and mythology and she's sort of like widely known around so to just do this bizarrely terrible version of her it was very confusing. And, like, her eating kids, like, I don't remember her being a cannibal in the comics. I mean, maybe she is. I don't really... I need to reread all of Hellboy. But it was just such a weird choice. And then there was... This was a small one, but I, I don't know. Ben may know this. Listeners, one of my favorite characters in comic book history, besides Hellboy is Lobster Johnson, who is a character who appears in Hellboy. Oh, Pogues, I'm he so, is hands I'm down, so... I'm so sorry. He is hands down one of the best characters in the comics. Uh, he's basically, like, the idea is supposed to be, like, he's kind of like a Captain America. He fights with the Allies during World War II. He has a lobster claw that he burns on people's heads and says, like, you know, beware the claw. It's, like, a bunch of dumb stuff. And he's, like popularized in like fiction so everybody thinks he's a joke but he was a real person and he dies in during the war and hellboy meets him later as a ghost and he doesn't realize that he's dead like he doesn't understand what's going on but it's a whole thing but lobster johnson is just an amazing design for some reason they took that really cool design and made it look really dumb so lobster johnson has like a like a pair of goggles that just have like yellow eyes and a mask that goes from like the top of the goggles around the back of his head in this, it starts like the crown of his head, so he looks like he's wearing the inside part of a nun's habit. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. the, and it's just, and then he has like weird goggles on, and I was like, why? And then for some reason, he's played by uh, I can't think of the actor's name. He was Lowell uh, Thomas Hayden Church, which is yeah. fine, but Thomas Hayden Church is like, you know, I mean, he's an older gentleman at this point, so like, it's really bizarre that Lobster Johnson is just like a fifty-five, sixty-year-old man. It, and it's just like it's why would he be in... it just see and it seemed like what was the point and then during that scene where they sort of bring him in and they show hellboy showing up you get rasputin and his design is blah but they have a bunch of the designs of the other people from hellboy and none of them look right like one guy's wearing like 3d goggles and one of them like they're like red they, blue they, they have like just light have up a... light up glasses and i've never understood what and that it, is and one of them is one of them just has a swastika in it it's like that would not be a good way to and so I hard to see out. anything <laughs> yeah it was just really bizarre the choices they took to like bring in and then alter the stuff and every choice where they altered it was bad and even like um what's his name uh, daimyo or however you say his name daimyo anyways uh in the comics, half of his face is gone. He has like a two-faced side of his face where his face yeah. has been like eaten away and you can see all of his teeth and like part of his jaw. And he's so he's like hideous. This guy just has like a couple of like anime scars, which was just I, sort of weird. To, to harken back to something you said too, it's, it's an insult that this movie also took a scene that I thought was one of the more memorable scenes from the original Del Toro movies, which is the, to depict the origin of Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that whole like um, Nazi occult ceremony that brings him through before the it's interrupted by is it interrupted by Lobster Johnson in the comic? I think it's interrupted by the no. U.S. military, right? Like it does in the Dotoro. No, ones. actually, in the comic, uh, they try to summon him and they do it, and they're in a different place, and he shows up in a different place. They think ah. he's going to show up when they summon him in this place in like Scotland, or he shows up in Scotland. He shows up in the basically the church where his mother was it's real i don't i won't explain it it's sure fair fair enough but so 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 the del toro took liberty so with there's no too. action yeah he added that they but interrupt them that's that's a much more 
you know memorable sequence this sequence is yeah just like a bunch of guys standing in like a well-lit gray room <laughs> just doing yeah it's like it's like ceremony. very pristine like uh ruins and then they're like huh and then americans run in shooting and then everybody stops and rasputin's beaten and then a little bit later hellboy comes out and they're gonna kill him and then broom's like no, they don't. just don't and then but, that's it we don't hear any more about it or like why <laughs> it's just left absent but it, also this again again the cgi on on fucking baby hellboy climbing out of the rift is like ally mcbeal dancing baby level yeah it was terrible and i thought for sure because like there's a baby hellboy and like kid hellboy is like a thing mcnola did in a couple of like short stories and people like went nuts for it because like the fist is like the same size as him and so it's like really fun and people love him in the series so i thought they were gonna make him at least look like hellboy there no they didn't even then he just like you said he looks like a very poorly done dancing baby just a greasy red baby yeah it was really disappointing that was like one of my big things i kept making notes every time a new character would come on and i'd be like why did they do this like this is a terrible version of baby hellboy why does hellboy look like a fake you know like a weird muscly demon with like a pointy face that's not what hellboy looks like what you know why does the baba yaga look so bad it was just really, I, I mean, just so bizarre. And it's, then the, the, the story part is uh, also insane. Because, like, I don't understand why you would pick this of all stories. And then there's so much background that they then fuck up and explain. Because in the comics, like, he goes on the wild hunt and he gets stabbed in the back. Because they know that in the comics, Hellboy's... I'm going to have to explain it. Hellboy's mother can trace her lineage back to... Uh, the child that, uh, what's her name, Morgan Le Fay had with Arthur. And so Hellboy is the last male survivor of Arthur Pendragon. So he can wield Excalibur and become king of England. And in the comics, the idea is he brings back all the loyal knights who have died, and they're going to help him fight in this big battle against Nemwe, who's basically raised all of like the, the Fay people to go to war and so there's like this whole thing they just sort of gloss over that and then they throw in at the end they try to explain like him getting the sword and like becoming a monster but they never explain the dragons and so it's like really confusing because they try to set up that when he holds a sword he becomes evil but you have no context for why because they never explain this is the the problem i constantly had yeah they kind of jumble a bunch of that up in the act three but all the all the all the uh, exposition is dumped in awkward ways, including at one point early on, a bunch of it in the hallway of a motel, where they recap the Nimue stuff that we already saw in the intro. We didn't need, yeah. And, and then they sort of just discuss the potentials of who they should go talk to and all that stuff. And again, it's just like a repeating three shot that they cycle through on in a narrow motel hallway. And and I, I bring it up because it lasted for like ten fucking minutes and i was like why are we doing this here this awkward narrows like why are we filming any of this again this movie treats you like you're an infant the whole time it tries to walk you through all these little plot points with like and and that was painful declaration i I, I think the mistake was they didn't want to do the hellboy origin story again because they were like you know del toro did it and it's like okay don't do that but then don't pick the end of the hellboy story where you have so to, much to make up for an explanation because yeah, i actually after i watched it i went and reread uh the whole last arc of hellboy the last two arcs and there's a bunch of stuff they take but it makes no sense in the movie because in the comics it's predicated on 20 years worth of hellboy comics in which you have all this background and they never they don't explain enough of anything and again, what's insane is there's just never any reference or explanation to his hand. Like what it's for, why he has it. At one point, one guy says, what's the hand for? And he says, it smashes stuff good. That's what is actually, like something along those lines. It's terrible. But that's it. They never address it again. And I thought that's such a huge part of his character is like, it's literally the reason he exists in the comics is because of this stupid hand. And they just blow past it. And then the audacity at the end to try to set up a sequel was deeply upsetting. 
yeah, again, which I which I said it earlier, was played through like a Motley Crue song as they spin. Oh, spinned did the you room. not watch the after credit scenes? Oh, I saw it. There's two of them. Yeah. So the first one, I don't even remember what the fuck the first one was. What does happen? Uh, oh, Hellboy sees Lobster Bot Johnson's ghost. That yeah. was really terrible. Did didn't make sense. It was very awful. confusing. Looked bad. Then the very last one. <laughs> like a... I almost want to be more creative with my depictions because it's kind of my job as a podcaster. But I just don't know yeah. what to say. I mean, it just looked bad. <laughs> oh, oh, let's let me tell you too. This is how the scene is great. Uh, we cut to Hellboy. He's for some reason now after we just watched a scene where he's like running with the BPRD and his new crew and they're excited. He's now drunk at his adopted father's grave, who they spell in the credits B R O O M because that's how you pronounce it but not how it's spelled in the comics. Great. Uh, um, he's drunk and very off-key singing Danny Boy. Why? Why? He's not Irish. Broom's not Irish. Uh, there's no reference to Danny Boy. It was just such, it was just like, I feel like David Harbour was like, what if he's singing Danny Boy? Because that's a song about like somebody dying. And they just went with it. It's terrible. And then Lobster Johnson just shows up and is like, hey, there's a war coming and walks off. And Hellboy just yells, that was awesome, and that's how it ends. Yeah, that's... <laughs> then, <laughs> that's then just cuts... like a scene they thought of, filmed, and then said, I don't know where to put this in the movie. <laughs> well, and that was that scene codified, I think, why I hate it. I think David Harbour is terrible. I mean, I like David Harbour as an actor. I was excited when they cast him. I thought he'd be good. He's fucking garbage. He only has two modes in this movie. One is like a bitchy, whiny kid who's constantly complaining, or he's yelling everything he's saying like every line is him just yelling and not like raising his voice like straight up yelling and it's so out of place and so out of character that it's really annoying to like listen to and watch i was like really pissed about it because it you know i don't know but then the end is like a one shot of just the baba yaga talking directly to camera and she's talking to somebody you can't see and she says if he can kill Hellboy, she'll grant him the one thing he, he wants, which is death. And it's like, yeah, that's that's great for the, the people who read the comics. Nobody else is going to know what the fuck this is. You're not hinting. This isn't like showing Thanos. No one knows what the fuck you're talking about. You're adding a scene that makes zero sense to anyone. It was just so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, th- that's one of the huge problems with this movie is... is- simultaneously wanting to like take stuff from the comics again stuff that requires explanation not explain it drop it in and then stitch scenes together where like stuff a good example of this is 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 they get that game of thrones season nine um uh sort of scene change going on where it's just like they just thought of something they wanted to do and then they thought of a second thing they wanted to do it didn't matter if those things were related or connected but they would just cut them together as scenes um a good example is he's just like oh uh she's been stabbed with the crown uh alice has been stabbed with the crown uh nimway's crown so she has to go see i guess merlin so we'll just cut to me walking to some distant like a rocky you know coast off of london uh scaling down into like some some deep cave that somehow has never been found before despite it being a wide open cave entrance um and they, and they find Merlin, who just appears and looks bad in makeup and then dies, which is phenomenal. And then as soon as they're done with that, they're like, we gotta go. D- Dad's under attack. And they cut to him, like, arriving just after the attack we just saw. But I'm like, those two places, wherever they are, cannot be can't near be each other. Yes. They can't even be remote. Like, I he was in England's not a big country, <laughs> and it's bigger than that. But we just, like, we just, like, leap, and it's clear that those scenes were never intended to be back-to-back. That's what it just seems to be. I think my biggest complaint is, and this is a weird complaint, is they tried to do too much from the comic, but at the same time, they did. It's like they were like, the comic is the greatest thing ever written. Let's let's just tell the story, and then they started reading it. Like, ah, this is. Let's change it. You know, it's sort of like when you see like the uh, what's his name, the guy who uh, is doing those Hercule Poirot remakes. It's like. They were like, let's get the greatest mystery writer of all time, Agatha Christie. Now, you know what? I can write a better mystery than her. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like people buying the rights to something and then just being like, no, I think I can do a better version than this extremely popular thing. Like the Hobbit movies. You know what I mean? Where they're like, let's just cram a bunch of shit in. You know what it needs is this really tacked on romance that goes nowhere. 
that's I'm sm- <laughs> I'm smarter than J.R.R. Tolkien. I know how to write fantasy, and that's what this felt like. Is like they there was like it felt like somebody who wrote the first draft of the strip script loved Hellboy, and then it got rewritten by somebody who thought they were a better writer, and yeah, they someone... just changed everything a little. So it's like every scene is from the comics, but adjacent. Into like a part of the you know across the street where things are not good, <laughs> and 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 it's insane how these scenes just jump because we start with like uh, I mean we start with like uh, uh, Hellboy trying to pull out an agent from Mexico, which uh, is which is a huge uh, whole storyline from the comic. It was a, like a side yeah. story or whatever. All of these felt like so pointless. All of these it's... felt conceptually like they would be clear like the giant hunting the wild hunt all that stuff sounded like something when i heard it i was like oh they must have taken inspiration from the comic for the idea of it but again the execution nonsense he walks in and there's just like a, 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 a luchador decides to fight him and they wrestle on stage until hellboy has to like throw him through a pollard and then you know it's just there's nothing it, to see the other thing that was weird is so they try to create this moment where like hellboy's upset that he killed him and then like he blames professor bloom and it's room is like um the guy was a vampire it's not really something you can be cured of you know what i mean so it was like i don't know if he would feel bad like it would be worse for that guy and i ended up actually going back and reading that storyline too that was the only good thing about this movie is it made me read a bunch more hellboy um and in the story the guy thanks him for killing him like he's like you know like because basically he's been turned into a vampire and he doesn't want to be one and so when Hellboy kills him, he, like, says, like, you know, like, thanks and goodbye or something. And in the movie, they make him, like, blame Hellboy. And it's really weird. It's just, like, like why? And it never come, It never pays off. You know what I mean? There's, there's no reason for that scene to be in the movie. It never comes back up. There's never something that happens in it that pays off. And that just feels like most of the stuff they changed. Yeah. So, and it, it's also weird, like, the Alice character is in the comics. But, again she was like put into the comics like really early on it doesn't show back up till the end so there's like a big moment when she comes back and this she comes back and you're like i don't know who this person and is. then we and then we retro and explain then her. they explain yeah and it's just yeah like, and then they try to use that to also explain the plot of uh the pig guy and it's like in the comics he hates hellboy for like a very specific reason and this it just seems like he's kind of mad hellboy figured out who he was but in the comics, Hellboy doesn't really bad yeah, to him. In the tra- movie, he's actually like a fae, and he traps him in the body of a pig, and that's why he's so mad. Yeah, and this one, Hellboy just catches one of their little schemes where they steal children, and mm-hmm. and, and Hellboy catches him and chases him off, and then like and he's like, "Well, I guess I'll dedicate my life to destroying humanity." Seems harsh. Seems like a sharp it, turnaround. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. It just never really makes sense, and that's like sort of the whole problem with, I think, the movie is is like. They tried to rewrite everything in what they thought was a cleverer way, and it's not. It's it's all really bad. And again, visually, it's not an it's not an attractive movie. Uh, the designs all suck. Um, the storyline blows. The special effects are terrible, and all the fight scenes are garbage. Like there was not one good fight scene in that movie, which is crazy because you would think. I can't believe it. Something. I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, and there's ones that maybe have, like, the architecture of a good fight scene. Like, the giant fight is mechanically, in theory, interesting. Because here he is fighting three giant creatures. Typically, he's the biggest thing in the room. You know, they have all the old, like, like big old, you know, orc broadswords and stuff. And he's fighting with, like, a tree log. Like, like, like those, yeah. are, those are the ingredients of a cool fight. And he moves around in a way that could be interesting where he's like jumping and, you know, moving an ogre to like, or uh, moving an ogre to like, to like fall to like, so it gets struck by the other one. This con- conceptually is something there, but yeah, it, it, it looks like a CGI sequence filmed for a game that came out in the late nineties. And, and it is, it is horrible. Like a lot of it is him just running and jumping. And then the monsters sort of soft in the background following him. It's, it's yeah. awful. And it's a kind of thing where you don't really understand how good CGI works until you see it wrong. How much yeah. they have to do they have to get the lighting right and have to get like skin tones right to not look plastic. And this is an example of every single moment doing it wrong, where yeah, you can ev- everything looks like two plastic toys being smashed together. 
against the green screen is and what it no, feels it, like you're the watching. the choreography is terrible. And then they're playing like this heavy metal song as if like oh, something God, action-packed yeah. is happening. And most of it just seems to be him being punched and then people running into things. Like, it was just so bad. It really bothered me, Ben. I'm, I'm just I'm not sure if that's coming across. I was deeply angry. Um, I don't I, know. I have, like, eight notes that say, like, God, I hate David Harbour. Hellboy's so fucking annoying. Why yeah. is Hellboy such a bitch? You can't get over the fact that everyone is one-dimensional, including the protagonist. Probably probably its yes. second greatest flaw between the, uh, uh, between, between the, uh, um, uh, the, the the bad the bad like stilted story and like the, the, everything else I've complained about uh, the, or the visuals but yeah the fact that like um, like putting Hellboy aside for a moment the fact that like the um, uh, 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 the, the you know Jaguar Man uh, agent just kind of appears um, yeah without real cause and then just decides to just be taped to the movie for the rest of it and we don't learn anything. about about him other than that he was bitten by a were jaguar at some point and now <laughs> yeah he's... he basically again it's just another person like doing an explanation in the middle of the film and it's really confused and i get like again in fact you see that as a fan and you're like oh that's cool they included somebody from the bprd comic but then watching it you're like i don't know why they did it could have been literally anyone yeah that was the problem is as soon as they as soon as he started to explain where his like scar came from my one thought as that happened was oh is he someone important like I, I was, my yeah. brain was like oh i i need to care about him i didn't realize i, I uh, thought he was here right. to die off like in a, in yeah. a scene later so we would know the stakes but i guess we're here to learn more about him all right fair enough <laughs> and then i watched him become the least interesting thing on screen every moment he was on screen because like alice his character is basically just to like deliver a couple of bad one-liners and i mean not a single interesting line is given by either him or alice um and they awkwardly have like what feels like the budget of a tv show about hellboy if it existed on the cw like just really awkward clumsy like her just like 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 vaguely punching like shapeless power ranger monsters uh uh and and just delivering lines like 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 oh boy uh uh really that was a close one, you know? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I, I've been a were-creature for a while now. Let me tell you all about it. Like, I just I can't get over how fucking stilted it was. And I'm, and then, not tip, just, just, I'm not typically this person, but I'm going to go ahead and finally just do a thing that I don't typically do. The actress who plays Alice is perhaps one of the worst I've seen since Barbed Wire. She is bad. Every line came out as if there was a gun off screen and a panic hostage was reading a note card. That is every line delivery she has. It is bad. In her defense, all of her lines are pretty terrible. And she is also at one point just forced to deliver uh, really long and drawn out uh, like exposition. And it's really awkward and forced. And so it, it's really bad. Uh, she was, though, I don't know if you know this, she was just in Loki, the TV show. What? She was the she was one of the uh, TVA officers, the one that gets kidnapped by a uh, female Loki. Oh, she's not, she's perfectly great in that. I don't yeah, understand fine. what happened here. I mean, it's so bad. I, I mean, her. she has some really bad lines, which is one of the problems. Fair. And there is also just, I don't know, there's just things about like the movie I, I don't think there's I, I don't care how good she was doing she's just delivering some of the the worst lines even like again like i said i love ian mcshane i think he's a great actor i love him in tons of stuff i watch you know i loved him in deadwood all that stuff there's a scene where uh alice can she has like somebody else's power she can ecto project ghost oh oh the 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 effects on that Oh. Yeah, first of all, the effects on that are some of the worst effects you'll ever see. They are. Not, it's genuinely nauseating. It's And keep in mind, this movie was, what, 2014? 2009? It's not 19, is it? It's 19. Two, I mean, that is... So 2019, like, keep in mind at this point, we've got movies where they're, like, bringing actors back from, like, the dead and making them look younger and they look better than this. You know what I mean? Like he looks terrible but he delivers what is the least inspiring speech i've heard in the movie 
Like, it's supposed to be, like, this big moment where he convinces Hellboy, you know, like, you're your own man. But at the end, he just says, quit whining and just do what you're supposed to. It's like, that's a fucking terrible motivational speech. It was, and he's, like, trying, but the dialogue is so bad that he just seems bad because he's delivering some of the worst dialogue you'll ever hear. And it was just, yeah, it was such a waste. And I think that was, like, the problem I had is there was some stuff in there that I think I would have loved if it had been done right, you know? If it had been done closer to the comics, and also I just the Nimway storyline was a really weird pick. Yeah, unquestionably strange, hard to watch. Um, Mila, jo- Mila Jovovich also not doing a great job, to be honest. She seemed like she didn't want to be there. I don't something like it typically... seemed like she had like a deal with whoever made the movie, and she was forced to show up like contractually. But she is like not try- like she's giving less effort than she did in the later resident evil movies where it feels like she's just like fuck i wish i had been in another set of films so i didn't have to keep making these yeah and again i typically don't like to come down so hard on actor or actress's performances because it feels too personal but i can't get over how bad like almost everyone's delivery was and again the dialogue is atrocious um there's not one moment of amusing i mean i just mean this so literally there is not one moment of amusing dialogue exchange there's not one riff line that i even like chuckled at or even yeah. like just sort of smiled at no no it is just hackneyed like ai machine dialogue which again is just people being like oh that's gonna leave a mark uh or uh, you know just like oh god <laughs> i didn't see that coming uh, yeah oh Fuck no me. i mean it's just yeah there's just a lot of stuff like and at one point when he meets the Baba Yaga, she kisses him for some reason. I didn't understand why that was a part it's of the It's drawn out and it's like intentionally like goopy for some reason. And then he comes back. I don't know back, why. And David Harbour's idea is he comes back and he delivers every line yelling with like no emotion. And he keeps like opening his mouth and closing it. And then he said, can somebody get me a mint? And like that's the level of comedy. They're br- yeah. like they, they Like someone wrote that and thought, this is fucking like, There's this dis- is going to kill there's decisively a, uh, a a fart joke in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. A loud fart two. joke. Uh, yeah, I think there's more than one fart joke. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. It's so bad. Yeah, it was just deeply disappointing. Uh, uh, like yeah. I said, that that scene, that trailer scene that I talked about in the minisode, where he like gets out and some guy shoots the window next to him. And he's like, hey, I'm on your team. And then the guy's just like, sorry. That, like, somebody yeah. wrote that and thought, Jesus, man, I am, I should be writing for SNL. I'm so funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's some of the worst punch-up jokes I've ever seen in a script. It was just terrible. So I guess we'll go. We'll come to the end of what we need to, or did you have anything else? No, I think one thing that was weird is, is something I had seen from this movie was shots of some of the, um, the demons rising up in London and like yeah and terrorizing london i I saw that i'm like well those are pretty interesting they must kind of like some del toro vibes this is what i saw before i watched the movie and i was like i wonder if i wonder if this movie's actually decent i wonder what kind of like finale that that must be coming from it's pretty interesting uh turns out it's not (laughs) it's not at all it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of like sudden very very gory scenes with these like like del dollar del toro monsters that like kind of like just like strut around london as people like on cgi backdrops run away from them and then you know whatever bad third act scene is resolved as hellboy's like you know what i won't be this apocalypse monster uh and then they all just go away and you're just like oh that was it okay fantastic blew the budget on that one huh uh and it's so irresponsible just pointless that's my problem is there's so much stuff in this movie that you could cut out and literally nothing would happen there's the subplot where uh ben whatever damio uh goes and gets a bullet that's supposed to be able to kill hellboy and then he never uses it it never comes up and at the end of the movie he just throws it away at one point at one point he's got it out and he's like i might do it never mind he's aiming for so long i thought there's no way he's gonna hit him even if he pulls the trigger if you takes if it takes you this long to aim at somebody who's like 15 feet away from you you're not gonna hit them and they just like and and ben is just like ah i'm convinced (laughs) i know i no longer just distrust hellboy and then what's crazy is we only knew that 
something was wrong with him because of that scene like that he didn't trust hellboy that, that really it's just that scene that's like oh he doesn't trust hellboy and then it's like it's resolved and it, if you cut all that out it'd be gone like it, nothing absolutely nothing about the movie would change yeah. zero and so and there was like a lot of that stuff you know the Chekhov's gun of things the demons appear and kill about 75 people go back we won okay i mean they still killed about 75 people <laughs> You yeah. know, it was just like, you guys really and the, didn't... The, the world just witnessed, like, hell creatures rise up. That's going to have a lasting impact on society. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of... And then at the end, again, the, like, another great bit, they kick open a door when they're, like, the BPRDs together, and he says, oh, nobody told me there was a dress code, because everybody's... Oh, yeah. Them. Just terrible. Gimme it, well, gimme it. Th- there's no explanation who those people are. They just look like members of AIM from Marvel Comics, and they all just get shot. And they just appear to be hanging out in like a waterworks. Again, again, I mean, I was like, what was the point of that? What was yeah. even supposed to be happening? Couldn't again, you at least made them like Nazis or something? A Hellboy is supposed to be a paranormal detective. This is not the kind of stuff you sign up for when you look at yeah. Hellboy content. Is him yeah, exactly. doing he looks like, like he's... gun cartwheels through a boiler room. It's just, why is yeah, he it's, here? It's as if he like got like, they had a scene left over from like the SWAT movie. And they were like, well, I guess oh, we could still yeah. use this somewhere. That's, that is an accurate representation. And I'm so mad that you said it. Um, But yes, yeah, so I guess the question becomes, I'm sure this is going to be on, everybody's going to be wondering after this great recommendation. <laughs> uh, would you recommend people watch this? It was unquestionably a struggle. Um, yeah, no, demonstrably no. No, don't don't watch this movie. It's bad. It's not even bad just to like relive some of the moments we complained about. It's just it's unpleasant. Uh yeah, I would say that it is um completely un unwatchable. There's not a reason to Like if you want to watch a Hellboy movie, just go watch Actually, you know what? Watch the two cartoon movies. They're they're closer to Hellboy uh, than than this. The something iron fist or something iron and steel i don't remember what it's called uh but watch those two like those would be better uses of your time than this because this it's just like a joyless watch so that means no watching hellboy you heard it Uh, next week come back for a mini episode where we'll tell you what movie's up next if you have any suggestions or comments if you were you know a huge fan of this movie and you want to tell us we suck don't waste your time. But if you have a constructive criticism, uh, leave it at uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, all of them are slash NAOS pod. Uh, so I guess until next week. This movie doesn't deserve an interesting outro. It just doesn't deserve it. That doesn't count as an interesting outro either. <laughs>